Hi everyone. Hi. Alright, so today is a review day, so I thought we'd go back to Monday's DT on Matthew 18 since uh, we didn't get to make a podcast for that. So starting with verse 15, it says, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. So what is the goal of this kind of conversation or even confrontation? It's so that you can gain your brother. And I think in a situation like this, when somebody wrongs you, of course, it's easiest to ignore that person or to subtly distance yourself from them. And that is to grow colder. And eventually over time, you would just drift apart. And this is the difficult, but the only way to maintain closeness and to reconcile and actually to restore a relationship. So if your brother sins, go and tell him his fault. And then if he listens, then you've gained your brother. And that's the goal. If you don't go, then there's no way that you can gain him back. I guess he could also not listen, but this is the, the hope that when you go and you have this kind of difficult conversation with somebody that you can restore that relationship. I think oftentimes we might think that by not confronting someone or not bring up that incident or whatever it is that we are being magnanimous or gracious but actually we're avoiding that confrontation we're distancing and we might think even that we're the better person but at the cost of awkwardness at the cost of even seeming petty maybe we are being petty but we need to have these kind of conversations so that our relationships don't stagnate don't grow cold but they can progress okay one other thing that i think is instructive is that Verse 15 says, go tell him his fault between you and him alone. I think that's a very wise and loving thing. I think sometimes when we feel wronged and we don't have the courage to tell that person, what we do is we tell everybody else except that person and complain um, to our friends. And I think we need to be really careful about that and stop ourselves when we do that because I think that is gossip. And it's when you're complaining or venting with no intention of reconciliation. I think that's different when you ask your mentor for advice, that person would clearly advise you towards reconciliation and give you their wisdom on, I think there is wisdom on when to bring something up and when not to, and uh, you can seek that guidance, but it's not the same as venting to other friends. And I think that's very hurtful. When that person who did the wrong finds out that you told and complained to everybody else except that person, it, it really does feel like you're talking to them behind their back and that is divisive and so I really want to caution us against that. Yeah and of course when you're seeking guidance you can ask about the best way to approach this conversation or just to get perspective and so that's what your you know mentors are there for but of course you know the heart of that is very different. Okay so uh, now I want to move on to uh, verse 21 so it says then Peter came up and said to him Lord how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him as many as seven times Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. And then that leads into uh, the parable of the unmerciful servant. So this question, how many times do I have to forgive? And I, I think just the first issue with what Peter says, I think his question, it just assumes like the sin, you know, my brother has sinned against me. So how many times do I need to forgive him? And it's this sort of proud perspective that, that I'm the person uh, who is wronged. So, all right, I guess I should be forgiving. How many times should I do it? And he says as many as seven times. And so Peter's being generous here because the understanding in Judaism was that if you forgave someone three times, like that was enough to show that you're a forgiving person. So he's going above and beyond seven times, but then Jesus says, no, not seven times, but 77 times. In essence, you should keep on forgiving your brother. So, and then Jesus answers again with this parable and, and it starts with a servant who's, whose debt was 10,000 talents, his ginormous debt. And I think what Jesus is saying is that Peter, like this is who you are. Like, you, you don't see that you are this man who has been forgiven this incredible debt by God. And so that is the starting point when we talk about 
our reconciliation with one another, we need to first see ourselves as having been forgiven this huge debt of sin by God. So I think that's the perspective that, that Peter's missing. If Peter had that kind of perspective of being forgiven this giant debt, then he wouldn't have asked this question. I think we are like Peter though, and I think this is our perspective that we are actually so blind we are so blind to our sins against other people, we think that we're the ones who are always wronged. And if there's something that we did to the other person, then we have our list of justifications. And so ultimately the other person is at fault. And I think that's just, if we ever feel that way, you really have to catch yourself in that and, and go, no, that's not true. I think just in a marriage context, oftentimes when there's conflict between husband and wife, and I know that many of you are not married, but God willing, you will be one day. And so this is important marriage advice for you. But yeah, you know, both spouses think that they're right. They both think that the other person is mean or wrong or crazy. And yeah, and that's that's not that's not wholly false. I mean, it's true, but we're both like that, right? Each side. And so I think even when we're telling ourselves our story and our perspective, like just to realize that there is another side. And so that's why we have hopefully people in our lives that can referee and kind of help each other, help each side see the other person's perspective. And I think if, if there's a case where one spouse always feels that they're in uh, the right or, and the other person is always in the wrong, I think that's problematic. And I think in most cases, both sides, there's something to own up to. It's either 50-50 or maybe it's 60-40, like one person is a little bit more at fault, but really to own up to what we've done so that we can seek forgiveness and, and also forgive the other person. So it's always better to start out with this perspective, like, okay, so what is my wrong that I need to acknowledge that I need to be forgiven of? Jesus says, take the plank out of your own eye before you try to remove the speck from the other person's eye. And I think that's always a better strategy, not just a strategy, but that's the true picture that we see in this parable. And I think this passage has something to say to people who maybe have a hard time uh, forgiving, which is whatever wrong has been uh, done to us, it's actually far less than the wrong that we've committed against God. And I think there's a comparison here in this parable between the debt between one sinner to another versus one sinful human being against the God of the universe. And so it really isn't justifiable for us to hold, I don't know, hold on to uh, a grudge or our grievances against another person in light of the forgiveness that we've received. And um, I thought of that story about Corrie Ten Boom and how she survived uh, the Nazi concentration camp. And then many years later, when she was speaking somewhere, she was approached by a man, turned out to be a former Nazi guard at the camp where she was. And he had become a Christian and he came up to her and asked for her forgiveness. And she describes how difficult that was, even though she had, I think, just preached a message on forgiveness. But in that moment, to that man who was there at the camp, it was so hard, but yet she did and she forgave him. And yeah, so in a case like that, someone who has committed such clear and, and terrible wrongs, but how is it that she could do that? And I think when we recognize the, the scale of our debt, our sin against God, and that that has been forgiven on the cross, um, that Jesus took our punishment and I know that it's not easy, but as we work through just the implications of that, it is actually possible to have that kind of just compassion and, and grace on other people, even those who have really wronged us. That being said, it takes time if you can't do it right away, but it can be a topic of prayer and asking God to help you experience the truths that are in this passage. And yeah, I think God will heal us and enable us to forgive over time. And the thing is, when we 
harbor resentment and we keep people as our debtor and we keep them in the prisoner of our heart that's actually uh, really poison for our own heart and soul and God does want to free us from that so that we could freely uh, receive forgiveness and forgive a lot of times when we hold those grudges it's it it is a blockage or like an obstacle to really unlocking a deeper understanding of God's forgiveness and love towards us and yeah I think God calls us to forgive this radically for us, for our good. Just one more story. I thought about this quote and it's attributed to a guy named John Bradford many centuries ago. He saw a group of criminals who were going to be executed and then what he said was, there but for the grace of God uh, go I. And uh, I think that kind of understanding of, of ourselves, like that fundamentally, like we're not that different even from these very severe criminals that if it weren't for the grace of God, if I was in their situation with maybe their upbringing or just whatever context or challenges that they had to deal with and sin done to them. Like fundamentally, I'm not a saint. I'm not any different. I would have very likely made the same kind of poor choices or even committed uh, the same kind of wrongs and so that kind of humble perspective i think is just really good for us to have even as we consider wrongs done to us that we have that kind of perspective that we're fellow sinners um, and the good news is that each of us has been forgiven this incredible debt by god and i think when we marvel at that that would uh, really help us to have that kind of heart of just mercy and, and compassion and be gracious uh, toward one another